I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast. Each month, a new destination is featured with recommendation, advice, and tips based on the first-hand travel experience I gain from the two to three times a month I travel all over the world. You may also want to check out the Tips for Travellers video podcast, a sister podcast which features videos I've made of hotel rooms or attractions with commentary and recommendations linked to the destination featured each month in this audio podcast. To find out more, visit tipsfortravellers.com. For travellers is spelt with two L's, the UK way, or email me at gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk. You can subscribe to one or both of the podcasts by searching for Tips for Travellers or Gary Bembridge on iTunes or your favourite podcast directory. Hi and uh, welcome to this episode of Tips for Travellers. I'm Gary Bembridge and today what I'm going to do is talk about Las Vegas. And the reason I want to talk about Las Vegas is one of the things that people do when they head to Vegas is they often go there for a very concentrated period of time. They stay on the strip, i.e. where the main sort of theme hotels are. They gamble, they might see a show, and that's pretty much what they do. What I want to really talk about on this podcast is just getting much more out of Vegas. And I'm particularly going to focus on Lake Mead and the Hoover Dam. When people go to Vegas, if they do get out of town, what a lot of people tend to do, and it is a great experience, is they either get the helicopter or they get the plane ride out to the Grand Canyon. This undoubtedly is a fantastic outing. You get to fly over amazing desert scenery. You get to go right down into the Grand Canyon Depending on the time of day you go, you may have uh, sort of a champagne breakfast or a lunch or something, and you fly back. What normally happens as part of that is you'll zoot over the Hoover Dam, so you can take a couple of photographs. You might zoot over the strip and take some photographs. But what I really think you should do is really think about building into your next trip to Las Vegas or your first trip to Las Vegas even, some time out at Lake Mead and Hoover Dam itself. It really, really, really is a fantastic experience. And it also helps get some balance between the madness that is Las Vegas, the full-onness that is Las Vegas, and, you know, time to relax and chill out. Now, the Hoover Dam and Lake Mead are about 30 minutes 40 minutes, 50 minutes, depending on the traffic, drive out of Vegas. So it's not very far away. So, you know, you, if you hire a car, uh, which is relatively expensive, or there are sort of bus trips out, but I, I recommend kind of hiring a car. And there is a huge amount to do at Hoover Dam. And I want to talk a little bit about, about that today. Now, let me just, for those of you who don't know, explain a little bit about what is Hoover Dam, what is Lake Mead, and why is it so important. Now, Hoover Dam itself is in fact it was originally known as Boulder Dam and it's this massive big concrete dam and it's shaped in a in a in a sort of a, a half moon shape I guess you'd call it uh, and it basically plugs up or blocks if that's the right word the Colorado River and the Colorado River is actually what winds its way through the Grand Canyon it's slap bang on the border between Arizona and Nevada, and of course Nevada is where Las Vegas is. It's it's it was built 
between about 1931-1936, right in the heart of the Great Depression. And it was done for a couple of reasons. One, of course, it created a lot of uh, employment during the Great Depression. But also, very importantly, is uh, it, it also was designed to not only capture water, to get water to the very fast-growing uh, cities like Las Vegas, but also to generate electricity because, of course, there's a huge demand for energy with these burgeoning uh, uh, cities that were all kind of popping up uh, around that area. So it was opened originally uh, in about 1936. It was sort of dedicated in September 1935 by the then President Franklin Roosevelt. I mean, it's a, when you see this dam, it is, it's, it's really impressive, especially considering the time. 100 people lost their lives building the dam. So, you know, it is it was quite a feat and it was also quite a traumatic experience building this dam. When you see the scale and size of this dam and also thinking about the technology at the time, it's not surprising that so many people um, uh, lost a time, uh, lost their lives. Um, really, really impressive dam. It's a very beautiful dam. It was built, uh, dam or should I say, it's built, as I said, in, in, in the 1930s, which of course was a great time for Art Deco. And actually the dam itself, all around it, um, and, and the fixtures and the fittings, just reek of beautiful Art Deco-ness, if there's such such a word. And, you know, around the dam, there's these beautiful sculptures, which are, are beautiful Art Deco. I think they're originally copper, which is why they've gone this kind of green color. Uh, and I'll give you a link a little bit later so you can go and see lots of, 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 of pictures. Now, the dam also provided a link between Nevada and Arizona because, you know, traffic could actually go over the top of, of the dam wall. And I'll talk a little bit later about a new bridge, which bridges those those two states. Now, because they, um, uh, of course, built a, built a bridge, uh, sorry, built a, a dam wall, not surprising, they also created a dam. And the dam behind it is known as Lake Mead. The Lake Mead is a humongous dam and was obviously filled uh, with all the water from the Colorado River. And, you know, it's, it's quite a remarkable dam because there were all, all these mountains, uh, steep hills, which, of course, then just got filled up with water. Uh, and so this, the banks of the dam are actually pretty steep because you basically, if you like, you're on the side of a mountain and now there's all this water. Uh, the, the other thing that's very important about um, Lake Mead is it's now that whole area around us is, 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 a, is a national park. So it's, it's well looked after and it's kind of preserved and it's run by the, the National Park Service. So let's talk a little bit more about um, what you can do on Lake Mead. I'm going to talk about Lake Mead first because Hoover Dam is obviously more well known. I'll, I'll come back to Lake, to, to the, the actual dam itself and, and things to do. Now, as I said, it's a, it's a very large, it's a very deep lake. And it actually, at certain parts of it, has kind of beach areas where you can go and kind of swim, sunbathe, uh, relax around. So there are elements of it where it's not quite so steep. Then there's a very large marina, and, and the marina is huge, actually. And there, you know, people obviously um, have their own boats, but you can hire boats and you can hire jet skis. And the lake itself is, is it's a very pleasant, it's a very beautiful lake. It's a very cooling place, uh, particularly, you know, from the heat of the desert. You know, Vegas you know, it can be 40 degrees Celsius, uh, 100 degrees Fahrenheit. It can be very hot in that area. But Lake Mead itself is a very beautiful, 
cooling lake because you know it's such a deep lake and and just when you look at the you know the, the dam wall you realize how deep the, the, the actual lake is you know the water is very very cool and, and it's actually a beautiful lake to go to go swimming in what i would actually strongly recommend if you go there is go to the marina and you can hire the jet skis or you can hire uh, boats, you know, little sort of motorboats. And we've been there a couple of times and hired jet skis. And this is a fantastic experience because on the jet skis, you can actually go really surprisingly close to the back of the damn wall and you get the most amazing images. And again, I've got pictures and I've actually got videos um, of, of, of that experience that I'll also post into the video version of the podcast. But you can get really close to the dam and actually you can then sort of park your little boat or park your jet ski and swim. And it's just gloriously cooling and whatnot. But also what's great about the dam is because, again, it's it's dammed these kind of uh, mountains. There's great little inlets and alcoves that you can you know go and park and have a picnic. And it's incredibly quiet, particularly if you go during the week. And that's one thing I would strongly recommend because, you know, not many tourists go out to Lake Mead because they're all going to the dam wall or they're all on the strip. So if you actually go out on the lake, it's very quiet and you can find these beautiful little alcoves where you can park your boat, park your jet ski, have a swim, have a picnic. It's just incredibly relaxing. And what you'll see a lot of people do, particularly people in the know, is they take little sort of... Um, oversized umbrellas or little pagoda things and they'll park there for the day and swim jet ski but it's incredibly relaxing it's a massive dam so you can travel for for ages and ages and ages um let's talk a little bit about the dam itself you know the dam as i've mentioned earlier it is designed to provide a lot of water for the surrounding areas now one of the things you will see is these sort of like tide marks if you like kind of white rock all around the sides of the dam. And this is because the average height of the dam has been falling and falling and falling because of kind of droughts, not many kind of um, rain, not much rain, not much snow. The good news is actually in recent times is the level of the lake is, is, is increasing fairly significantly because there's a lot of concern that actually the lake itself is not going to provide enough water for the fast growing Vegas. Now, what's also really interesting is everyone thinks about, oh, well, there's not much rain, but actually what we discovered is it's not rain that's important to Lake Mead, it's snow from miles and miles and miles and miles away kind of inland. And what happens is if you have a very big snowfall uh, right in the mountains, it slowly melts, it slowly works its way uh, down um, the, the, the Colorado River and, of course, eventually gets to Lake Mead where it is captured. So actually good winter snows you know many hundreds of miles away is what's critical to the to the, the level of lake mead it was quite distressing actually the last time we went to vegas because the, the water levels had plummeted so much and it was great to hear that you know the levels you know increasing and, and you know, we're talking like 10 or 20 feet lower and there's just millions of gallons of water um so, so that's that's kind of interesting so the good news is it's kind of um it, it's coming back so Lake Mead, it's a beautiful experience. It's really great to go to. There's the Lake Mead Marina, which has relatively inexpensive um, rental of, of jet skis and, and boats, etc. So I actually plan to go and spend some time at the lake. Now let's talk about Hoover Dam. I've already mentioned that Hoover Dam, you know, it's this very important dam. It generates huge amounts of electricity. It's an amazing both architectural and engineering feat. And there's two critical things that you can do when you go to the dam. The first is to actually visit the dam itself. 
and obviously you can get out and there's uh there's a, there's a car park there there's a, a a very busy restaurant which is not that great to be honest uh you can buy various you know gifts and and so on but what you can actually do is you can not only walk across the dam and take some beautiful and stunning pictures of both the lake and, and sort of looking back from the dam wall down where the where the, the water comes out after it's passed through the, uh, the, the the generators. But you can also go on a tour of the dam. And that might sound a bit strange, but I would really strongly recommend you do that. Because basically what you do is you go into the dam wall and you can go right down through the dam, right down to the base of the dam, and you can look at the generator halls and 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 you see all that kind of immense space underneath and through the dam. So what you do is you go on a tour, you, you see a, a short video which talks about the building of the dam and, and that's really kind of quite eye-opening, just the, how immense and, 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 and uh, the human side of the story, if you like. You then are taken by a guide uh, right down an elevator or lift, depending on which terminology you prefer, right down to the base of the dam. They show you through these beautiful generating halls. And the halls are amazing because, this again, it's just kind of this art deco architecture machinery. It's very, very beautiful. And, again, I'll put a link um, on the blog. But you can visit, if you visit my blog at www.tipsfortravelers.com, remembering that it's all one word, and Travellers is spelled with two L's, so the UK way. If you search for Hoover Dam, you'll find I put a whole lot of pictures of kind of inside the dam and and and, and sort of aerial shots of, on stuff of the dam and some of the beautiful architecture. But it's really, really interesting. You also get an opportunity usually <clears throat> to go outside the dam at the base of the dam and just look up this mountainous, huge, big concrete uh, a wall. So that's the first thing to do. Is and I would really strongly encourage you: don't just go to the dam, don't just walk across the dam, but actually go on the tour. It really is is quite remarkable. Now, the second thing, which is uh, relatively new, is um, the Hoover Dam bypass. This massive, massive, massive big uh, 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 bridge, and its its full title is the Mike O'Callaghan Pat Tillman Memorial Bridge. But it's better known as the uh, Hoover Dam Bypass. So basically, when you're heading down towards the dam, there's a little parking area to the right before you get down to the dam, and you walk up onto this uh, onto this suspension bridge, which is, is just incredible. And how they built it is just amazing, because they kind of built it from both sides of this huge ravine, just incredibly high up and they really built it across and, and connected and i think i'm right in saying that no one lost their life building that structure which which is pretty uh, pretty impressive now the bridge was was actually built and the decision to build the bridge was made after the terrible 9-11 attacks uh and the reason for that was it was felt that it would be much safer to not have as much traffic crossing the Hoover Dam. I mean, it's it's such a, a strategically important uh, structure, not only because it, you know, of all the water and not only because of, of the electricity it generates, but it's also kind of like iconic and it's it's a big symbol. And it was felt, you know, you don't want a lot of traffic, you don't want a lot of risk uh, to the actual structure it, it, itself. 
So the decider would be better and safer and actually much quicker, not as much traffic crossing the dam because it actually slows traffic between Nevada and Arizona quite dramatically because, you know, they have to slow down, they have to go over the bridge, there's not many lanes and all that kind of stuff. So they built this big, this, 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 this um, big bridge. As I said, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing technical feat. It's very impressive. And thinking about it now, actually, I said there was no fatalities. I think there was actually one fatality um, versus Hoover Dam, which, which was 100. Now, you can actually walk over the bridge. It's very windy up there. You can walk over the bridge. You're getting a, the most beautiful photographs of Hoover Dam. So it's even, you know, you don't need to go up on an airplane anymore to get incredible aerial shots of, of the bridge. And, and you get incredible shots of Lake Mead. Again, if you go to the blog, you'll see some, some pictures. It's really, really, really is well, well, well worth doing. Um, it, 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 just to see the the the, the feet of this of, of this incredible um, uh, bridge. Now, what's also interesting, actually, is you can actually have an hour's time difference by crossing the bridge because Nevada and Arizona are on different time zones. So, you know, what you can actually do is is by crossing, walking across the bridge, you you you're leaping, you know, forward in time or leaping back in time, depending on where, because that's kind of quite. Uh, fun. I have a video again of of the whole bridge and the stunningness of it, and I'll actually put that, uh, post that as a, a video podcast onto the Tips for Travelers video podcast. So if you search either on iTunes or whatever your favorite um, podcatching thingamajiggy is, uh, I'll, I'll actually put the video of of this bridge and the Hoover Dam, so you can actually get to see just how glorious it is. So just to summarize, you know, I would strongly, strongly, strongly recommend if you're visiting Vegas, plan a day where you actually just escape from the madness that is Las Vegas. Go out to the Hoover Dam, uh, go on a tour, walk over the bridge and then spend some time on the lake. It is it is not only very beautiful, it's very peaceful, but it also gets a really it's quite calming. And, and after just the madness of Vegas, of course, Las Vegas is still probably my, you know, one of my top three top maybe my top favorite place to go it, it, vegas is just magical and it's just fantastic if you do want to find out more about what to do in vegas uh, i would suggest you listen to my podcast number 29 about las vegas i probably will update it um you know at sometime in the future with a with kind of uh, updated because of course vegas constantly evolves and changes Again, if you visit my blog at www.tipsfortravels.com, search for Las Vegas. I have a very, quite a long and extensive guide to Las Vegas, which is, I, th- I think, probably, if I remember correctly, is my most visited, uh, most popular post. Um, and I constantly make sure that's that's up to date. So I hope you found that helpful. Remember, check out the video podcast. By the way, if you're a podcast listener, I'd really appreciate it. Next time you're on iTunes, if you perhaps leave a review and a recommendation, that'd be greatly appreciated. And uh, visit the uh, site uh, www.tipsfortravels.com. You can sign up for an email newsletter. And by the way, if you sign up for an email newsletter, you also get uh, a link to a free um, ebook of uh, 12 top destinations around the world. So until next time, here's to great and happy and safe travels. You've been listening to Tips for Travelers, the global travel destination podcast. A new destination with first-hand based advice, recommendations and tips is added each month. If you subscribe to the podcast, thanks for your support. If you don't, you may want to consider subscribing by searching Tips for Travelers or Gary Bebridge on iTunes or your favorite podcast directory. 
You can then subscribe to the Tips for Travelers Global Travel Destination audio podcast or the video podcast with hotel rooms and attractions. To find out more, visit tipsfortravelers.com. The Travelers is spelled the UK way with two L's. Or email me at gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk.